This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. That's right. Welcome, everyone. You are definitely listening to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Les Jackson and Fred Staub are your usual hosts, and I'm one of them. And uh, I'm at the wheel of the van right now, begging, begging the automotive world to please bring back white walls. <laughs> Very important to you. Yes, Les. Uh, and, and, you know, I have to tell you, there were a lot of reveals this week at the L.A. Auto Show, but none of them had white walls, so. <laughs> we are starting, though, with that. 34 reveals in all. Some were stunning. Some were, well, a bit outlandish. And that's where we start this hour with the reveal of Tesla's electric pickup, known as the Cybertruck. Is it a real product, or is old Elon Musk trolling journalists and Tesla fans. I believe he thinks he's Luke Skywalker. But anyway, <laughs> we will talk about this in great length a little later on. Meanwhile, Chevy reveals another crossover, and that fits in line between the Equinox and the Blazer. It's called the Trailblazer. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And Toyota showed its most efficient crossover to date, the RAV4 Prime. Yes, indeed. And talking tech, we always love to do that. Smart tires that help when it comes to avoiding a crash, which is, man, anything you can do there is worth it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have that story and all that. And an at-the-wheel review of the Fiat 500X Trekking. It's the vehicle I have been driving uh, when we get rolling on this edition of Cruise Control Radio. That's your on-air automotive magazine. Don't forget, we are at CruiseControlRadio.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. All the links are there. YouTube page, podcast, it's all there. CruiseControlRadio.com. Um, exciting week, too, Les. Um, of course, the Ford... Uh, Mustang, it is not even a Mustang-inspired crossover. It is a Mustang. Mach-E was revealed. I got a chance to take a look at it in New York, um, and I was pretty impressed with it. I thought it was quite cool. Uh, and it's funny. Uh, a lot of the memes on online were saying the Mustang Mach-E was the most controversial uh, release of the L.A. Auto Show but then came the Cybertruck. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of, yeah, bookends. You know, the beginning of the week was the Mach-E. The end of the week was the Cybertruck. Um, and they somebody said, uh, Elon Musk says, oh, you think uh, that Mach-E is, uh, is uh, kind of uh, out there? Hold my beer. Here comes the Cybertruck. It's out there. <laughs> hey, we'll talk about this and a lot more when we come back. What do you think? Is the Cybertruck a real vehicle, or is it something Elon Musk is just having fun with you? Uh, we'll talk about that and more when we come back on Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. <laughs> 
Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Is your car starting to show its age? Over time, paint becomes oxidized, faded, and scratched. But you can restore that tired paint and repair those scratches with the paint restoration system from 3M. It's an affordable way to make those repairs in your garage in just one afternoon with basic tools. The kit contains all of the restoration products and polishing pads you need to bring your vehicle's paint back to like new condition. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. We're glad you're along with us in the Cruise Control van, a vehicle that's got more curves than the Tesla Cybertruck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's bring people up to date here. Of course, there's been a lot of talk about upcoming electric pickups. Uh, the F-150 is going to become electric at some point. They're announced this week the Lordstown uh, Motors uh, electric pickup, which is going to go into the former plant of uh, the Chevy Cruze in Lordstown, Ohio. Of course, GM... Uh, is quietly announcing its electric pickup as well. So we know we're going to have a lot of electric pickups. And then, at uh, basically the end of the L.A. Auto Show, Elon Musk of Tesla fame steps up and takes the wraps off the Tesla Cybertruck. Yeah. Yeah. Now, (laughs) I'm sure this thing has been all over the web. And... uh, You've seen it. Uh, what can I say about it? The roof line looks sort of like a uh, F-117 stealth fighter. It's sort of bent like a triangle. It's sort of like a triangle, the top of it. Um, the rear looks like somebody made it on a metal break in sheet metal class in high school. Well, actually, it looks like Jeremy Clarkson and James May and Richard Hammond made it, <laughs> it, does, it does. For, for one of their goofy <laughs> Top Gear episodes. The uh, fender uh, flares are just painted black, and they look like they've been bent uh, in, in somebody's garage over a two-by-four. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, they brought this vehicle out. Franz von Holzhausen was there. Franz has been on the show before, back way back when he was uh, at Mazda. He's the designer. And, of course, they talked about the armored body uh, and the armored glass. And, of course, then there's that time when he throws these two metal ball bearings into the side glass and it breaks. And uh, supposedly they were both shocked. Oh, my God, it broke. And, and uh, what are we going to do? Well, if I've looked at that footage closely... They're all smiles. So this was just BS, I think. I think the whole thing is. I think uh, this is nothing more than a, a big publicity stunt. It's a troll. It's an internet troll where they're they're yep. taking you across. Uh, I think they can certainly build a um, electric pickup truck. And they talked about some of the great range that it would potentially have a 500-mile range. Uh, it would start at uh, $39,900, that there would be dual-wheel, uh, dual-motor, all-wheel drive model. I believe all of that. Um, 
I don't believe the thirty-nine thousand. He, you know, I don't he believe said he was gonna... I, I don't believe that because it it didn't happen for the Model Three, really, did no. it? No, uh, you know, that's just a pipe dream. But, but I do believe the range in that he could come up. Oh, with sure, that. sure. Yeah. And a truck is inherently uh, easier to build than a car. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I'm not saying it would be a good truck. I'm just saying <laughs> it's easier to build, but I. This thing is just silly. Now, when do you think we'll see the real one? Because I think the real one is under there. This is just a placeholder body. I, I actually said online, I think that what he wanted to do, he did not want to let the L.A. Auto Show go by without him mentioning an electric pickup. Now, in the two or three years it takes for him to build this thing, uh, he's going to watch what the other manufacturers do, and then he'll adjust this accordingly. A lot of adjustments will be made. This looks like a placeholder body, or it looks like uh, it's like what manufacturers do when they have a test mule. You know, that's what this is. Yeah, it's camouflaged body. Uh, and again, we will not see the anticipated truck for quite some time. We're still waiting for the new sports car uh, from Tesla, and of course the um the uh class eight tractor trailer as well aren't we yeah well I, we're not going to see that at all yeah so uh but immediately you know it uh, if you watch the reveal there were massive oohs and ahs i i think he is just trolling the fanboys and some of the journalists a lot of the journalists are I saying this can't be real I mean, first of all, he's revealing this at the L.A. Auto Show to the automotive journalist community. I would think the overwhelming majority would have gone, yeah, right. <laughs> well, a lot did say that it's, it's the ugliest thing they've ever seen. Um, and I think it was purposely made incredibly ugly. Uh, when, How soon will we see the real one? I don't know. But... Uh, We'll talk about what this little demo and reveal did to the stock price of Tesla. Uh, and Elon Musk uh, took a little bit of a haircut, too, just because they were all upset about the window breaking, which I still say was just a silly yeah, stunt. So it's fake. Yeah, we'll talk about that and more when we come back on Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Keep it tuned, because we got plenty more. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. Lesson Fred here. We, before the break, we're talking about Elon Musk's latest adventure into... Uh, <laughs> the guessing what the he world might make. of automotive design. That's right. And uh, we're not the only ones that panned this thing. Uh, Wall Street also was not impressed. I think they kind of, though, really believe it that it's going to be made that way. You know, I believe he will make a truck, but it won't look like that. No. And of course, uh, they were concerned about the armored glass fail. Uh, which, of course, was uh, the designer of Franz von Holzhausen throwing two, uh, we believe, two uh, ball bearings into the side, and it both broke. 
um, you know, uh, they literally are taking this seriously, though, and saying, oh, it's a great strong point, uh, the, the starting price and blah, blah, blah. But um, Tesla shares fell 6% following this reveal, and Elon Musk himself would potentially lose about $750 million. Yep. Pretty soon you're talking real money. <laughs> uh, I mean, it. you know, it. it, it well, first of all, uh, Musk needs this kind of uh, leveling experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you've you've got to stop believing your own press. I think he just wanted to blow up the internet with something silly. Yeah, I, he did, uh, and, and but that's the only. But that's really the internet is really all that he accomplished, and <laughs> it's going to it's going to go away because he's there's nothing there. No, it's just this. It's like it's like a a, a mule. That's what it is. It's a test yeah. mule, where a lot of manufacturers will put the body of an older car. Uh, just like they did with the Corvette to hide it. They put a uh, Holden Ute over the uh, rough chassis to try it out, and that's what it is. That's my thought. But, yep. you know, I will well, gladly say I'm know. wrong if he if he brings it out, but just my thinking. Let's talk I'll about admit a, so, too. Let's talk about a real vehicle that you will be able to buy, and that is the all-new Chevrolet Trailblazer. Uh, not a bad-looking vehicle as far as crossovers go. This is going to slot in between the Equinox and the uh, Blazer. That's so. That's the size. Um, it's kind of based on the same platform as the Buick Encore, and uh, not a bad-looking vehicle. It's got a uh, contrasting roof. It's got uh, a lot of styling on the side. It will be available uh, with all-wheel drive or uh, front-wheel drive. Power comes from uh, a either a 1.2-liter turbo engine or a 1.3-liter turbo. All uh, of the all-wheel drive versions get the 1.3, which I believe is a three-cylinder. I believe that is a three-cylinder. Boy, that engine. is that's that's little. Um, but uh, it looks uh, it looks interesting. <laughs> it looks like a real well, vehicle. Well, it does. Um, it looks a little tall to mm. me, but otherwise, it's reasonably attractive. Yeah, and uh, I and, think. That... And by the way, I have to quote the marketing people. Oh, please do. It provides a uniquely youthful <laughs> and yet functional alternative. I I kind of thought all SUVs were supposed to be sort of youthful. Uh, are they active lifestylers? Is anyone carrying a, uh, oh yeah, you have actually, uh, you have to have your active lifestyle, uh, identity card now to, that's right. To drive these. That's right. It, you, you have to, uh, you have to be able to have something that allows an active lifestyle. That's right. Uh, life identifies you as that, but, um, I think it will be a good addition to their lineup, um, I do like this trend. It reminds me of uh, that Hyundai model, which I can't think of right now, but uh, it's a smaller Hyundai uh, crossover that has the uh, two-tone roof. Uh, it has the light roof and the dark body. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's that's a trend we're going to see. Uh, the grill and all that looks good. I, I think I think this will do well for them, and uh, it's yeah, a good, good that- size. Now, there's one thing that uh, bothers me a little bit about it, and that's the suspension. Okay. 
it's deliberately made with with a uh, an off-road uh, enhanced performance suspension. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, it doesn't indicate that it, you can change the suspension settings. It just looks like it's going to ride pretty harsh. Yeah. Well, we will have to find out when it becomes available. The good news is, though, standard suite of uh, driver safety and assistance features, uh, including everything from forward collision alert, automatic emergency braking, front pedestrian braking, IntelliBeam headlights. These are all standard. Adaptive cruise, rear, rear park assist, and lane change alert are available. So uh, a lot of that standard safety stuff, which is great, and the others are available. Yeah, it's always good. Look for this vehicle to probably be in the uh, low 20s, really well equipped, starting under 20000 but probably in that twenty to $25,000 range, wouldn't you say? Uh, I'd say, yeah, a typical transaction price will be somewhere below twenty-five. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we have that, but uh, plenty more to go. And less uh, big news uh, from Aston Martin, of course, uh, we've been talking a lot about this, and it got revealed in the U.S. here, the Aston Martin DBX, their crossover as well, sporting a, a very integrated big spoiler in the back kick up spoiler um it is the first suv in the 106 year old uh history of the british mark uh, and it is a vehicle that is going to be very important for the future uh of that um of that mark isn't it well it is uh and of course if you're a car company you've got to have an suv mm-hmm uh, that's just what people are buying. And Aston Martin um, has always kind of uh, catered uh, f- from time to time to the sport trade, that is to say the shooting brakes, yep. uh, various models over the years that, that uh, were, uh, weren't SUVs, but they were kind of station wagony, slightly off-road types. And that's that's a key to the, the elegance of, of that brand. Well, this is going to get some severe power in the form of a 4-liter twin-turbocharged V8. And that's the same uh, power plant that powers the DB11 and the Vantage. It's a new model of it, but same uh architecture pretty much and, and it will take that uh, dbx from zero to 62 in 4.5 seconds with a top speed of 181 uh which is very impressive and power is going to go <laughs> sure is. a nine speed torque converter automatic gearbox yeah with an all wheel drive thing, system this thing weighs 2245 kilograms which is five thousand pounds that's kind of beefy isn't it it's very beefy uh, but, you know, they, they do it well. Aston Martins uh, have always provided just exceptional ride comfort while throwing down all that power. Here's a quote from Dr. Andy Palmer, the head of Aston Martin. The DBX is a car that will give many people their first experience of Aston Martin ownership. And as such, it needed to be true to the core values established in our sports cars while providing the lifestyle versatility expected 
of a luxury SUV to have produced such a beautiful, hand-built, yet technologically advanced car is a proud moment for Aston Martin. Retail price in the U.S. suggested <laughs> is $189,900. Okay, well, that's a dollar per mile per hour. Yes, and it's going to be... Uh, actually, a $100. Uh, it's going to be available second quarter of 2020. So get out there and order it. Something to do this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, truly a beautiful vehicle, uh, that's for sure. And uh, we're going to talk about a lot more of the reveals from uh, the L.A. Auto Show. So stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio. I'm Fred Staub. He's Les Jackson. The van is rolling on. So stay tuned. We've got plenty more to go, and we will be right back. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine with Fred Staub and Les Jackson. We're just kind of rolling through some of the reveals at the L.A. Auto Show. And also got some tech coming up for you. A lot more to go, so keep it tuned. And don't forget, you can check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. You've got all kind of leaks there. You can link over to our Facebook page, our Twitter feed, our podcast. It's all there. Cruisecontrolradio.com. All there. A lot to do. Western Union. (laughs) Our Western Union account. (laughs) Yes, our Morse code. um, Yes, (laughs) <laughs> shortwave station um matter of fact signal flags signal <laughs> our semaphore uh yeah the the light uh the ship to ship light people would use in the navy yeah we got all that over at cruisecontrolradio.com uh so many reveals at the la auto show at least 34 uh i have to say that there were reveals all the way through the week and uh that has not been the case with some of our shows. I know the New York show really doesn't have, at least last year, didn't have as many reveals. No, they've come way down. Yeah, so L.A. is a big show, and a lot of it is green vehicles, electric vehicles, and electrified vehicles. And the one we're going to talk about now that was revealed is the 2021 Toyota RAV4 Prime. It is the most powerful RAV4 ever. Uh, so, you know, this is based on the fifth generation Toyota RAV4, which has been on sale for around a year. Uh, so they've even developed a RAV4 TRD off-road version of it. Uh, but now there's a new variant, the RAV4 Prime, and that is a a hybrid, hybrid version, has a 2.5 liter four-cylinder gas engine, with a high-capacity lithium-ion battery, uh, a booster converter. You need those, one of those, Les. Do you have the booster Absolutely. converter? I have one on my sweater. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, two electric motors that produce an output of 302 horsepower. That is 83 more than the current RAV4 hybrid. And uh, 0 to 60 time in the RAV4 Prime takes 5.8 seconds, 
compared to 7.8 seconds in the RAV4 hybrid. So, weirdly, this makes it the second quickest Toyota model. The quickest model uh, is the 2020 Toyota GR Supra. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it, it is. Um, the RAV4 gets some great fuel economy and range. It will achieve uh, 90 miles per gallon E, MPGE, and deliver 39 miles of electric range which is the highest EV range of any plug-in SUV on the market. Absolutely. Most of them are in the mid to low 20s when it comes to electric range. So literally, if you were just driving this to and from work, being that you live close by or let's say taking it to the train station, in my case, uh, this thing would stay charged. A full charge would last me probably almost two weeks. Isn't that crazy? That's, well, that's, I mean, that's kind of ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good thing here is this was designed with a with a um, battery in mind uh, because the 37.6 cubic foot of cargo space has not been compromised due to the battery. Uh, so I am actually quite looking forward to driving this thing. It should be pretty impressive, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, Toyota always seems to do it right. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the only thing they can be faulted, if you want to use that word, is is overall styling on some of their cars isn't all that exciting. But the fact is... They've amped it uh, up, though. They have amped it up. They have. They have. Uh, but you cannot knock their uh, build quality. No. Uh, and just the overall bang for the buck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and here's good news, because one of the things that would have kept me from buying a RAV4 before was the fact that they didn't have Android Auto. Now they do. They have Android Auto and Apple CarPlay support. Remember, for a while there, Toyota, and probably a lot of their models still in their lineup, did not offer Android Auto. They thought everyone would buy um, the a Apple products. And so they only put Apple CarPlay support in there, which I always thought was weird because most people, if you look at the numbers, more people have Android phones than Apple phones. So Yeah, it's strange. I think it was just a miscalculation. But uh, that, thankfully, is changing because uh, I think for many people, they like their phone, and their phone may be more important than their car. So there you have it. A cool, Another cool variant of the uh, RAV4, and, and it'll be fun to uh, fun to get into. And we will have that, along with many more at-the-wheel reviews, so you stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio for, th for that. Uh, do you want to talk a little tech, Les? Let's do that. You have a story on Pirelli's new smart tires, right? Which, that's uh, right. Pirelli, you know, uh, Pirelli is a <clears throat> tire company that's always been kind of synonymous with performance. Mm -hmm. uh, but the fact is they make a full range of tires like every other tire company. And this time they've uh, created uh, what they call the first, first intelligent tire. Called the cyber tire. The tiber, cyber tire. Hey, you uh, could put it on the cyber truck. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> uh, and it can transmit data from the road using a 5G network. So... 
if you think about it, this thing is acting like a massive sensor. Well, it is full of sensors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's transmitting all the conditions. So it knows it 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 knows everything that that the car would need to know or that you would need to know to be able to either uh, avoid a crash or to stop in time or um, you know anything you want to know mm-hmm. is coming from the tire, which is the only thing that's keeping all of us alive as we drive along. Just that contact patch, which is very small, actually. About six square inches, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And this isn't the only thing that they're developing. Uh, They also are showing something called the Italia Track Adrenaline, and that's designed for track days, which includes a line of sensor-filled P0 Trofeo tires that monitor tire pressure, temperature in real time, and provide the driver with suggestions on how to improve their on-track performance. Manager says, stay on the track. <laughs> yes. Push the gas pedal a little harder. Stay, stay on the pavement. Here's the big takeaway from this, Les. The only way self-driving vehicles are going to work is if vehicles communicate to each other. That's the a- right. The average age of a car now is 11 years old. So when self-driving cars come out, it would take a long time for all cars to be able to talk to each other. But what if all you had to do is change the tires on older cars and at least they would be able to communicate with the newer cars? Wouldn't that make sense and wouldn't that be an easy way to get your car into the V2X world? That's a very good idea. You would need some kind of um, receiver Mm-hmm. in the car that could connect to the car's uh, driving computer. This may very well be your phone. But the fact is, this is uh, this is the answer to retrofitting older cars to be mm-hmm. autonomous or semi-autonomous. Right. Right. You're getting speed sensors. You're getting direction. You're getting all that information from the tires. And even the ability to share, like, hey, the road's wet or... Uh, you know, there's traffic, there's traffic that my tires aren't rolling. And so, uh, it sends a message to your car, your newer car. Hey, my tires aren't rolling and I'm GPS coordinates right on the highway. So that means, you know, you've got to start stopping. You've got to start braking. And it's, it's pretty amazing. And it would be an easy way to update cars, right? It, it should be. Uh, again, we're not we're not the ones physically wiring the car, but it just <laughs> seems that this would be something relatively easy to do. I'll tell you what else it will do. It will reduce costs because you will not need that sensor on the wheel for air pressure. It will be right built into the tire itself and will communicate with 5G to something in your in your uh, car or maybe even just your phone. And say, here's the air pressure, and and it will be a lot less expensive. It will be embedded into the tread, uh, which is uh, pretty cool. And I think this is going to change the tire industry as we know it uh, in the very, very near future. I think they can do this. Of course, uh, it all depends on the 5G network, and that is rolling out. But, uh, hey, stay tuned. 
We've got plenty more information, including an at-the-wheel review of the Fiat 500X Trekking Edition, which I had a chance to drive. All that when we return. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Feeling a little dim? Don't blame your brain or the weather. Hazy headlights may be the problem. Hazed or cloudy plastic headlights can reduce your vehicle's visibility on the road, making it very difficult to see the road and for other cars to see you. Now you can restore plastic headlight lenses to like new clarity with the Lens Renewal Kit from 3M, an easy-to-use solution for removing the yellowing and hazing that reduces headlight performance and visibility. For more information, visit www.3mcarcare.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back. Welcome back to Cruise Control. We're still talking about what's going on at the L.A. Auto Show. A lot. Uh, yes, a which lot. I, I maintain is now the biggest uh, auto show in the country. You know, I think you might be right, because Detroit has shrunk. That used to be the biggest. That's right. New York seems to have gone smaller. Well, I think New York and, and Chicago um, are kind of the top of the or the bottom of the top tier shows and detroit i believe is is going to fall right into that space in the next year or two they're just no longer the venue for for maximum numbers of new reveals and let's remember uh the whole game has changed for reveals now they'll reveal cars like we saw with the corvette in the middle in the middle of the uh, summer basically that's right um, and also, uh, let's remember that the LA auto show is about mobility and, uh, there, since there are a lot of electric vehicles, um, a lot of them are revealed in LA and that's why we have that's a lot true. of news. And of course, yeah. one of them was this a vehicle that was revealed at the Peterson automotive magazine in LA and less it's a station wagon. It is the, it is uh, got a strange name. It's from Volkswagen. Uh, and it is the, um, now let me see if I can get this right. It is the ID Vision, Vision, ID Space Vision, VW, keeping with their strange naming policy. And look at that. It looks like a station wagon, doesn't it? It looks, uh, just, it, 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 it's a welcome, cozy station wagon-y, come on. Throw the family in. Uh, put <laughs> family in the dog. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's let's head over do our Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's the way things ought to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody's writing the copy for the reveal already. I can hear it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. But uh, you know, I, I I'm all for it. Yeah, fully electric, of course. Um, you know, we liked a lot of the Volkswagen station wagons. Uh, most recently, the Golf station wagon, which is not returning. So maybe this will replace it. It looks quite big, actually, and quite long. It could be the shot that I have there of it. But, um, you know, it. Uh, I think it will be welcome addition to their lineup. They also feel, Volkswagen, that people will rebel against SUVs. 
I agree. And I think this thing is uh, based on an atlas. Oh, I think it's definitely based on an atlas. And there was a lot of debate about what the shape of the vehicle would be in the back. Would it be more sedan-like or more wagon-like? They're going to start off with the wagon. And another thing I noticed about this, and I am glad to see return, two-tone paint. The top is black. Yep. The hood is black. Um, the roof is black. The eight pil- A pillars, but the sides are white. So uh, yep. I, I think that's a cool return. I'm, I'm glad to see that. How about you? Me too. Uh, of course, it's missing one thing. I know what it's missing. You can tell everyone. <laughs> but white, white walls, right? Is that what you want? White, to... white walls. Yes, I'm. I'm going to start a new society for the, for the you know for the reinstatement of white walls. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, contact less at Cruise Control Radio. <laughs> Uh, the return of white wolves. Yeah, no return of white wolves. But um, let's do an at-the-wheel review, shall we? Okay. Now, the Fiat lineup is getting trimmed in the U.S., and, of course, the 500 is going to go away. But two models that have 500 in their name are not going away, and that is the 500L. And then the model I just reviewed, the 500X. Uh, this one... Uh, is their crossover edition. It looks like a 500, but it's bigger than it. You would you would have to put them right next to each other to see the size differential. It actually makes for a quite uh, different crossover experience because uh, it has all the funkiness of the uh, 500X, of the 500, but it, it is in the X edition. So it is higher and it is bigger. Uh, ours was the trekking edition, which added some nice things on the inside. I really like the upholstery with the cloth inserts. Um, I, I can't describe. They almost look like uh, uh, really fine, um, uh, what could I call them, the textured textiles on the inserts. Uh, and uh, they really led to a premium feel to this vehicle. It has a more premium feel than the 500, I would say. Um and ours was the uh, the exterior color was Grigio Moda, graphite gray metallic. Interior color was Nero, which was black with the premium cloth low back bucket seats. Power came in the form of a 1.3 liter turbo air DI engine with ESS and a nine speed automatic transmission. Uh, Driving-wise, it, it did well. I, I would have to say, though, the engine was a little noisy. At times, it sounded a little bit like a diesel to me, especially when stopped at traffic lights. Tonight. It's not objectionable, but it's not the quietest engine. But performance on the road was more than sufficient for this vehicle. Uh, I like the different silhouette of it. It was not the, the two-box, you know, the hood and the, and the body. It had some shape to it an interesting shape to it uh plenty of storage in the back uh access through a hatch uh rear seats fold of course although not completely flat but uh, you get decent storage in this vehicle uh it had some nice premium features a better navigation system than the one i found in uh recent uh fiat 500s um and it, that was a seven inch display with you connect uh 
drive, as I said, driving wise, uh, other than the engine being a little bit noisy, it, it felt well on the road. It felt easy to control if you're looking for a SUV without all the big bulk, but you do want the all wheel drive capability. Uh, the Fiat 500X is something you should think about. I got a lot of comments on it too. It's interesting uh, graphite gray metallic paint with some uh, cool graphics down way low on the sides of the vehicle. Ours is rolling on 18 by 7 black aluminum wheels with copper accents, which I found pretty unique and, and pretty cool. Uh, it also had the uh, cold weather group, which is heated front seats and windshield wiper deicer. Remember when you couldn't get heated seats on with cloth seats? It's pretty much that's right, yeah. pretty common nowadays. Ours had the comfort group, auto dealing, uh, auto dimming rear mirror, eight way power adjustable driver seat, four way power lumbar adjust, uh, air conditioning with dual zone control, ambient lighting, uh, and then we were pre pretty well equipped with uh, all the safety group, the advanced driver assistance group. Uh, which included adaptive speed control, lane departure, full speed forward collision warning plus, blind spot and cross path detection, automatic high beam control. You know, I'm a big fan of that. Rain sensitive wipers. Uh, and then we had the bifunction LED projector headlights, park sense, rear park assist. Uh, we did get a compact spare tire for an additional $295. And that seven-inch display with Uconnect and navigation for six hundred ninety-five dollars. Okay, so total price, total price was thirty-two thousand seven fifty-five. That's including a very chunky fourteen hundred ninety-five dollars destination charge. Uh, this vehicle, final assembly point is Melfi, Italy. And uh, interesting, the engine comes from Poland, but the transmission comes from the United States. So there you have it. Uh, no five-star safety rating on this because their vehicle has not been uh, rated by the government for fernal crash, hmm. side crash, or rollover risk. Mileage, uh, pretty good. Uh, 30 on the highway, 24 city for a combined of 26. That is the Fiat 500X, the 2019 edition. Trekking edition. We appreciate listening to Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Time for me to say I'm Fred Stop. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.